Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Well, once again, sage advice from Mr. Or I should say Professor Medley there. Welcome aboard here. This is the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on Periscope uh, for this uh, Tuesday. August 18th of 2020, from the Radio TFI Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I am John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower, and I do mean Executive Tower, where the sun shines gleaming off the second, the second tower today, right? Okay, well, that's good. I just wanted to be sure on this. Anyways, it is my good friend and competent, Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kids and kittens. Uh, I trust we're all doing well tonight. We're gonna, I'm gonna uh, bypass the fall all so I can say a very quick and heartfelt happy birthday to my mom. She uh, she moved on 21 years ago. And uh, according to her, she'd have been 29 years old today. But then again, she'd been well, telling us that my entire life. So, so happy, well, uh, happy birthday in the good place, Ma. Th- this isn't this isn't quite accurate, but it's just it's her world, and we're living in it. Uh, even, you you got no even idea. after she passes on, it's still her world, and we're still living in it. I tell you what, the juggling <laughs> act she did with six kids, all close in age, six kids. Uh, when when the youngest was born, the oldest was only seven and a half. Oh my God! And a two. That's and not a, a mother. That's a saint. Saint, you bet. You better believe it. Uh, in a, in a two bedroom apartment, walk up apartment. Oh my! my oh, I can my, tell the stories. My. I won't. Tonight's not the night. Just uh, just uh, happy birthday, Ma. That's all. Let's move on. So, all right. Hey, we got a special guest. We're gonna have join us here in about thirteen minutes or so. Give or take. Uh, it is thir- yeah, about 13 minutes. Uh, uh, Mr. Alec Stefan. Now, you might not know him by that name. You, If you're a uh, Twitter-holic like the rest of us here, uh, you would know him as the Soul Cab on the Twitter. He is a San Francisco... I, I want to, God, I tell you, I hate when my memory goes south. 
San Francisco area cab driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been in the business for quite a while. He's kept his uh, finger on the pulse on what's going on in there in California. Boy, has he. With, uh, uh, or, excuse me? I said, boy, has he. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, kept his finger on the pulse there. And um, uh, he's going to join us, going to tell us, give us a little bit more knowledge about AB5 and what that means now and uh, what it means with uh, Proposition 22, which is, I understand, and he's going to correct me if I'm wrong, if it's a uh, uh, if it's a statewide ballot initiative to eliminate uh, eliminate this rule. Of course, Uber is kicking and screaming and pissing and moaning like they normally do about stuff like this. Uh, we've talked about it on this show on a couple of occasions. There's, it, there has been one uh, concern that has been raised a few times uh, about some of the uh, unintended consequences of AB5. And um, shouldn't we be calling it AL5 now? It is technically a law. I, or I, AS5. Look, you and I have a passing familiarity with what's going on out there. Uh, let's not you even want to give us that much credit, right? We certainly don't have enough to start determining what the, what the acronym should be. Okay. When, okay. Uh, you're when, probably right on that. When a young man calls uh, in, all your questions will be, will be answered, sir. Yes. And then, and even some, I don't want the answer to that, all that. Isn't that pretty much the way this show runs? Yeah, that's, you know, it, uh, of course there are some other things, uh, going on let's uh well we got about 10 minutes here uh, let's go ahead and put our finger on a on a couple of them here if you want oh i got of one of course huh go ahead well as i was mentioning to you off the air if if you did not have the opportunity to listen to michelle obama speak last night oh oh please please find find it and listen to it uh she was you know, I, I appreciate where she's coming from. She's not big, deep into politics. And uh, and I feel her. I, well, I don't feel her because the Secret Service would take my arm. Would, but, yeah, no kidding. But what she said, how she said it, and who she was speaking to was, I, I, I mean, it hit, it hit home. There's a couple of highlights that came out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't heard them by now, you know, she said... Basically, do whatever you got to do to get your vote. You know, pack a lunch, wear your comfortable shoes. Uh, she threw some serious shade at Captain Coppertone. Uh, she said mm-hmm. flat out, he's not up to the job. He's had four years. Uh, and look, she's been right up close. She was right up close to the presidency for eight years. Uh, she said he just doesn't have what it takes, and she's not wrong. She's <laughs> not wrong. At somewhere, at some point in that speech, she fit in. And it is what it is. I was at the very end. That was, that was the that was the kicker at the end. And it is what it is. When she yeah. said he's not fit for the job, and uh, again, it, it's it's well worth eighteen minutes of your time, uh, to find to find that speech. And uh, I mean, kind of good news came out today about the post office, uh, Postmaster General uh, DeJoy or whatever the heck his name is. Almond Joy? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, we're not going to do anything else here until after the election. 
Of course, he hasn't said anything about what's already been done. Yeah, and, exactly. And now he's got to appear in front of he's appearing in front of a in front of the Senate on Friday and the House on Monday. And uh, oh, he is going to appear in front of the Senate, huh? I'll be quite honest with you. That was a surprise to me when I heard it a couple hours ago. Uh, I, I guess Mitch backed down on that because uh, uh, Turtle McDurtle was. Uh, uh, well, it's political adamant. suicide if they would have kept on, if, if they wouldn't have called him on the carpet, too. I mean, everybody well, here knows what is, what's at stake, and you've mentioned it several times, and so have a lot of other people. It isn't just the election. You know, we're talking about people who can't get their medicine, right. contractors who aren't getting checks in the mail. Documents. But what somebody mentioned today, I was, whether I read it or or heard it, uh, but it was a very good point. Uh, they pulled this trick too soon. They should not have pulled this till September, early October. Because now, because that would have left no time for people to, you know, to get Congress and whatnot up in arms and, 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 and make changes. Now, now there's time to undo everything that's been done. And let's face it, uh, Captain Coppertone came out himself the other day and said, well, I can't win the election unless, uh, you know, if there's mail-in, mail-in balloting. And, mm-hmm. you know, look, there's been some kind of, uh, there's a lot of people that have already listened to him, and that's all, that'll stick in their head. And a lot of people, or, or they just don't know whether they believe him or not. Now they're, they just don't know. And what you were talking about last night, which I promise you the Democratic Party will do, is they will have people currying votes to, you know, mail-in ballots. Nobody says Absolutely. you have. Nobody says you have to bring it there, because all the verification is inside the envelope. So, I I mean, look, you get enough people. That's all it takes. You can take grandmas, Uncle Jim's, and uh, and and Aunt Betty Lou's ballots with you and drop them off at wherever, depending on what state you're in. That's something else that needs to be done. We really need to, I know it's, the elections are run by the states, but we really, really need to kind of get this all, we're all working the same way so that the people in Colorado understand what happens in New York and the people in New York understand what happens in uh, in Indiana and, and et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's not 1984, or excuse me, it's not uh, 1884 anymore. You know, we are, I mean, yes, we're a republic, blah, blah, blah. We're not really a country, as I've been corrected, but yet we are the United States. That we are. And so when you are talking about federal elections, when you are electing one man to do the job for all 50 states and a couple of territories. Excuse me, John, one person. Oh, excuse me. All right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Oh, by the way, I think we just found our new pro- promotions director here. Oh? Uh, Athen there, where he says, good morning, coast to coast, <laughs> the Midwest, Canada, and Australia. <laughs> Not a bad listener base. There you go. I'm love. I'm loving it, Athen. I'm loving it, my man. <laughs> soon, as soon as I get on the payroll, you'll get on the payroll, payroll. my friend. That's right. That's right. It don't means, hold your breath, though. Don't, no. Don't hold your breath. No, I, I, I wouldn't go spending that money just yet. Uh, anyway. No. Anyway, thank you, and, and good morning, sir. Good, good morning to you. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, what were you saying before I interrupt? Oh, yeah, because you're a, you're a, you're a misogynist pig. Why, thank you. I you're, resemble that remark. You're entirely welcome. <laughs> so we won't give out the number just yet because we're like I said, we're expecting uh, we're expecting a phone call here at the radio TFI uh, studios here. Alex should be giving us a call. Did you just about any moment? Did you tell him he could call collect from a payphone? Uh, well, he doesn't have. I didn't think he had a payphone. Well, you don't have a payphone. You find a payphone. Well, I don't know. I I was slipping. I apologize. I completely, <laughs> and completely you dropped the ball on that. My <laughs> bad. You wonder why you're not on the payroll. I guess you're right there. <laughs> hey, one, one thing that actually I, I do want to touch on, I want to give a, what's known as a teaser here. Ooh. So so when we're when we're done talking to Alec here, we had a situation here in in, uh, in the Twin Cities. Actually, it was a suburb of St. Paul mm-hmm. where there was a protest out in front of the uh, Minneapolis Police uh, Police Federation head uh, Bob Kroll, I think is how he pronounces his name. Now his wife just happens to be. A, a news a news anchor exactly for one of our local television stations here, and the um, had a protest in front of his home, and they got a little, I hate to say it, man, a little out of hand here, and and if you get a chance, if you uh, you might want to take a peek at this um, on uh, YouTube. I'm sure it's all over YouTube. I'm. It's uh, all over social media here. Uh, if you if you just uh, look up Bob Kroll and uh, K- and R- protest possibly K R O L L, I believe that's how he spells it. Yes. Okay. And uh, well, they got they got a lot of hand, and I wanted to. Uh, there, there's definitely some chatter about this, and when we get done, when we get done talking, to Alec, um, I would like to cover that a little bit uh, on the other side of that you got anything else there before we uh carry on sir well i'm gonna carry on anyway regardless whether anybody's whether we're on the air or not i pretty well carry on uh no no bike oh. today no i didn't go out on the bike today just no uh, bike today just wasn't feeling it today wasn't feeling anything today today was uh today we trained hard on uh on going for the uh, the record for the best. You are going to wear that freaking recliner out. I hope you know that. I, I do. And that's why I need to win the prize and be the most rested man in the world. Hmm. Not just in talk radio, but in the world. Because there's a lazy boy that comes with that. and you know. Oh, my God. I could just picture this here. He, he pulls up the lever on that damn, on that recliner. Mm-hmm. And it's like setting his parking brake. Oh, you have, you have no idea. I wasn't much of a, a, a recliner guy until I moved in here. And, and the chair was here. Uh, and uh, I, boy, oh, boy. And it was such a beautiful, that's what really kind of strikes me. Hang with. on, John. Here's our call. Here's our call. All right. Good evening, sir. Hello, sirs. How are you? Well, I'm just ducky. How you doing, sir? 
<laughs> I'm doing good. This is Alec. I figured that much. But thank you right? for calling in. I appreciate that. You are hey, caller number call. ten. You get the you get the booby prize. Are you uh you watching us on the you listening to us on the uh on Radio TFI or are you watching us on the scope? Uh, I'm not doing either at the moment. I'm uh, keeping a second eye out and we've got some fires going on here in California. It's keeping a uh, keeping a Oh on goodness, that's right. And how close is that all that to you? Uh, well, there's a fire in Carmel Valley, which is probably about 30 minutes from here. Oh boy, damn, yeah, that's, that's just way, way, way too either. close. Well, Alec, thanks for yeah. calling us. Just so you know, who's who? I'm Ed. The other one is John. John, have at it, sir. All right, yeah, he's yeah. giving me the flora. He's giving me the flora on this. Can you believe that? Sure, why not? I, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know how often you actually listen, but it's like I'm the guy that can't get a word in edgewise usually. Just, just, just so you know. But he's, he's gonna let me have this. So, tell us now, now. So AB five passed, and it's been implemented, and. Uh, it looks like uh, our our uh, buddies there at Uber and Lyft are uh, going to uh, going to leave town here, supposedly at least until November. Um, now, am I missing saying. anything um, in that? Is there more to it, or? Uh, well, uh, you know they've they've been ignoring AB five. Uh, they've been they've been ignoring the law since the Dynamex decision, which is really where it started. Um, mm. Then when they codified the law, you know, with AB five, they've kept ignoring it so it's been two years now um finally the attorney general um decided to file a lawsuit and say hey you guys need to start complying with the law um i'm sure part and you know uh, financially um was part of the incentive to do so because they owe the state like 400 million dollars for unemployment benefits and so he took him to court and he won and um he got he won the emergency injunction which means you know okay. they need to start complying immediately instead of just appealing, appealing, and delaying, delaying, appeal, appeal. So the emergency injunction uh, that is granted says you know you guys got ten days, and you're either going to you know be have a successful appeal with the with the first district court, or you're going to start complying. It's one of the two, or you're going to leave, or even shut your app down. So right now, the most likely scenario is that they're not going to get an appeal through, and the injunction is going to start on the twentieth. And they will have to turn their apps off until at least November. So now, yeah, didn't we hear at some point in time that that, excuse me, that judge already said that there was, there wasn't going to be any more heard about it. Uh, no, they put in, they put an appeal in. They they do um, have the right to put an appeal into the first district court, which they did. Um, haven't heard anything back yet from that. Um, but the injunction that that uh, the attorney general won, it's not. It, it, there's two standards of injunctions. I don't know all the legal jargon, but the one that he um, that he won is like a higher standard injunction, which means they have to comply with it come the twentieth. And if okay. nothing else has, has has happened, unless the first district steps in and says, "Wait a minute, they deserve more time," or blah blah blah, then come the twentieth, comply with the law or or, or stop operating. Now, Ed, you had a question? Yeah. Now, now, Alec, I, I mean, here's what concerns me about it. 
for what seems like forever now in London, they've been they've had their license revoked and they've been deemed fit not fit and proper, et cetera, et cetera, and yet they're still operating. We've seen them, you know, just blow off the laws in other places. Is this a likely scenario that they're just you know say eh you know whatever and we're just going to keep on rolling or is it is it for real serious this time where where they will have I believe to shut it's for down. real serious in London they did get you know they're, they're operating on a temporary license in London yeah so even right. though they they were ruled not to be fit and proper um, they did give them a fifteen month um, temporary license how are you deem- unprecedented. If I was deemed not fit and proper to drive a car, they wouldn't give me a 15-month temporary. Uh, <laughs> right? But I do worry. They got, you know, they got connections over there with uh, I those guys at TFL. I, I, I know. Well, that. we're already, we're getting to the point where where Ed isn't fit to ride a bike, and yet he's still riding a bike. So uh... moving, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> but, so now, uh, I actually got introduced to somebody you were uh, uh, tweeting or responded to a tweet from this uh, Margarita Reyes. You familiar? You remember her from about a week ago? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember Margarita. Sure. Oh my goodness! Um, uh, apparently, she is a activist for um, uh, for I guess gig workers or what have you. And I didn't realize now. Of course, you know, here we are, you know, you know, thousands of miles away from you here. And I didn't realize that the ramifications that that would have happened to other gig workers. Now, I know we, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, door. Was it DoorDash or Grubhub? I forget. Uh, uh, I think DoorDash oh, did well this. Yeah. Was it? What's that? They're both, there. Uh, they're both here. Um, the San Francisco district attorney has filed a lawsuit versus DoorDash to do with the employment uh, misclassification. Okay, so it was Door. So it was DoorDash. So, but she was talking about different, uh, different jobs and different, uh, uh, well, different gigs, if you will, that were negatively affect you know uh, affected by this as well, and of course. I asked her to go into it a little bit, and she basically told me to watch the video. Well, you know, I asked her a pretty straightforward question. You know, just give me a couple, three, four examples here, and I'll be a happy guy. But uh, she didn't want to do that. And I've invited her to come on the show, and she since ignored me, probably blocked me for all I know now. And I was actually fairly (laughs) civilized with her. (laughs) Right. Um, So so what she's talking about is the when – the Dynamex decision came down, you know, that, that's a, that was a legal decision by the California Supreme Court that basically is a cover-all. They came up with the ABC test, which is this three-pronged test to decide who's oh, an independent contractor. Right, I remember that, yeah. Right, so the Dynamex decision really would have covered almost every independent contractor out there, whether you're in the gig economy or whether, you know, you're a, a translator or whether you're a musician and on and on and on. So uh-huh. there was a lot of people who work as independent contractors who wanted exemption from AB5. And some got them very easily, like real estate agents, uh, certain medical professionals, people like that. Mm-hmm. They were exempted almost immediately. Um, mm-hmm. We actually had, you could ask Dave Rivera about it, um, 
there was a taxi lobbyist. We had one lobbyist who was trying to get us exempted as well, which didn't happen. Um, so the all these other industries who weren't really weren't paying attention to the everything that was going on were kind of blindsided and was like, oh, hey, guess what? You can no longer be an independent contractor either based on the new law and based on the new codification of the law in 85, you didn't get exempted. So, you know, your industry is going to be drastically changed. And some, some industries, I don't know enough about their industries individually, but sounds like some of the in- industries have legitimate gripe, you know, and they have, some industries have been successful in getting exemption from AB5. Um, musicians were one of them. Um, Could you give us an example some... of how that, how that works, Alec? I, that's I'm trying to understand how it applies to barbers and musicians and all that, where, what, what's the difference of going on a gig as opposed to say, uh, forming your own uh, LLC or own corporation, paying yourself through that. Uh, Maybe I just don't know enough about what's going on out there. Well, apparently that is, um, that is one of the avenues you can take to try to get around it is, you know, create your own LLC Mm -hmm. um, or your own uh, business to business. Um, it's all about the, the, that ABC test, right? It's all about, um, uh, how much control the company has over your work day, you know, and while you're working and that, that's kind of the hardest one for anyone to get around okay. is if you're an Uber driver, Uber's obviously controlling most oh. of what you do, oh, control, without, you know, without question. So, yeah. So, but it, it didn't go too far because it was like. You know, the guy who's heading up the, the band that was playing weddings, he would have had to hire the rest of the band as employees to consider being an independent contractor, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it gets into a lot of technicalities and jargons that I, you know, don't know enough about, you know, each industry, but right. it depends on what you do. So a lot of people see, you know, what's coming up is Proposition 22, which is Uber and Lyft are asking the voters, Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash are asking the voters to give them an exemption from AB5. All right, um, so that's that's, that, that's what that boils down to is the three of them asking for an exemption. Right. It has nothing well, to do with that, anybody what, else. Right. What's what's happening is that all of these other industries, a lot of like translators and musicians and some journalists and stuff who aren't happy with AB5, mm-hmm. they've joined the Yes on Prop 22 crowd oh, okay. and that, that campaign – because they they are under the belief that supporting Prop 22 will help their industries in the long run get an exemption from AB5. Okay. So it's not really it's not like, really based on anything factual because as we know Uber and Lyft don't care about those people and no. then as soon as November comes no. win or lose <laughs> Uber and Lyft and their campaign are going to drop those people like a rock that's, and they don't, they don't they don't give two bits about them. Well, that's, so these people are spending a lot of time and energy supporting prop 22 and repeating those uber and lyft campaign uh claims of the drivers are happy and they love being exploited and you know and it's like you you don't even know the driver you don't even work in the industry you don't know these drivers you don't know the backstory right you're just regurgitating what uber and lyft tell you about about the drivers and how they're treated and the like and they think it's going to help them in their case and we've all we we've all seen the uber propaganda machine uh, start churning away about how everything is wonderful, everything is beautiful. Uh, you'll be you'll be farting cotton candy and uh, driving on <laughs> right. rainbows, but, but before you know it, uh, you know. I was saying to John the other night, 
last night we were talking about this a little bit and i said you know from my, what i can see anymore the days of the uh uh, of the uh, uh, brown paper sacks left on bus benches full of cash, that seems to be about over for as far as Uber is concerned. I don't. Th- I'm right. not s- saying they're still not uh, throwing a little but a little something something here and there, but that's over. I mean, at the beginning, it was just, oh my God! You look. I've talked about it a million times where I was at the time in Broward County, Florida, and you just uh, our our county commissioners were just. I, it was incredible how much they wouldn't listen to common sense. Not even, oh, even, yeah. even flat out said to us, we know we've yeah. got our foot on the neck of the taxi industry and we're not planning on moving it anytime soon. But uh, yep. Alec, you uh, mentioned uh, the, the, the cab drivers aren't except exempt from this. So how is that working out now then? Or did I miss so, something there? It, it depends, you know, cause the cab industry here is actually in the state is very, has a lot of variance to it. Um, it would never apply to cabbies in Los Angeles because their their um, model is a co-op. They're all cooperatives down in Los Angeles, so AB5 certainly wouldn't apply to them. Um, people like in Sacramento or Monterey, you know, like where Dave Rivera is, where I'm at, um, we don't have a uh, medallion system, so not very likely it could apply to any of us either. A lot of us own our own cars because we don't. There is no medallion that you have to buy to get into it. And if you rent from the company, it's per week, and you still work whenever you want anyway. So it's not right. likely to apply to us. Um, potential, if someone, if one of the cabbies in San Francisco wanted to make us think of it and wanted to file a lawsuit and say, hey, I feel like I'm an employee of the, of the taxi company, they might uh-huh. have a case. I don't know that they would win. They might have enough of a case to be heard. Um, I'm not sure it would get any further than that. And that's about the extent that I think it would affect our industry, which is to say, Probably not. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. As someone who worked for you know, low those many decades under a leasing system, uh, mm-hmm. you said it. You know, sure, I'm renting the car. It doesn't mean I need to drive it. Company didn't care right. if I was out there or not. They never, yeah, never cared. I think one time I got a phone call. They were it was so crazy busy, and this goes back to when we were using radios when everybody actually knew each other. And it's like, Ed, what are you doing? We need cars. Yeah. Okay. All right. I wasn't doing anything, but I'll come out. But other than that, uh, I never considered myself an employee because I knew I could come and go as I pleased, which is, yeah, you know, the key there. But yeah. We're, we're I don't not know how employees. We're not, we're not controlled like, like the Uber and Lyft drivers are. Right. So uh, I, I've heard nothing from no one about anyone raising a ruckus and thinking they're going to, you know, file a lawsuit or anything like that. Um, okay. So essentially there's been no effect and I, I don't anticipate that there will be. Now, do you seem to see any, uh, any mild panic on the streets as far as, uh, from what you can tell from the TNC drivers or is it just things are just so bad right now for everybody? Um, I haven't talked to most of them. Most of what I do talk to are online. Um, I do know one guy, you speak happy who, He's working for them now. If I saw him on the street, I could probably chat to him about it. Okay. Um, I, you know, I've, I, I'm not sure they realize. I'm not sure many of them are even paying that much attention. I don't know how much they realize what's going on because on occasion I do get to talk to um, him or a couple other guys I see here and there. Like I'm cluing, I'm cluing them in on what 
their companies are right. doing and what's going on with the laws and everything. And they've honestly, they've had no idea what was going on. So I'm not sure how much they're, they're really keeping up. <laughs> well, just full ignorance, I call it. Well, as John and I were talking <laughs> about, about last night, uh, it was either last night or Saturday. You still have a lot of these guys coming into Uber and Lyft clearly years after, you know, we're many years into this now and it should mm-hmm. be no surprise how they treat their drivers. It's a, and yet they're coming in and, uh, you know, not understanding what's involved in owning and operating a vehicle for hire. You know, we've done hours and hours and hours on just, you know, running a cab. And I ran a lot of cabs for a lot of years. But, uh, yeah, the John just said it, blissful ignorance. It's, uh, that's un- it's unfortunate because they don't realize uh, how little they're making and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, did you guys see what the the article in the New York Times was today with uh, Kate Kate Conger? I believe you pronounced her last name. She's uh, great, by the way. But um, I I have not seen it. Uber and Lyft say that they they are considering if they lose in November, if they the measure lose in November, they are considering going to a fleet model. Yeah. Where they would fr- they would franchise their names out to a you know to a, a fleet leader, who would then have his own, you know, who would then have his own fleet of Uber and Lyft cars. Yeah. Which is like, so how many more times are you going to admit that you're basically a taxi dispatch well, I, system? I was just going to say, so, well, that's, yeah, until exactly. the government steps in and says, you know what, really you're a taxi. So how about we just let you be regulated by the local taxi regulators like they should have from the beginning. Wait, wait, just, re- you know, every step they make that they claim is progress is just you're reinventing the taxi again. <laughs> it's so I mean, true. I mean, we are probably, you know, our industry has taken such such a hit. I mean, the what, 70, 80 years it took to get rules and laws and, and procedures and policies in place. It's now all just being pissed away because somebody has a colorful app on their phone. Well, <sighs> that's been my point, too. And it's like, hey, um, everyone's talking about oh, Uber and Lyft and independent contracts. And it's like, um. I'm raising my hand here. We mastered the business model of independent contractor where guys are paid fairly, the consumer is safe, and we have the freedom to be happy. We mastered this model already, and you guys are the ones who came in and ruined it and supported Uber and Lyft while they ruined it. Yeah. So why, you know, let's just bring it back. You know, I said years ago, when this all this first started, I said, if I thought if they had real insurance and I knew they were going to keep their pay structure as it was, because when Uber showed up in Broward County, uh, taxi fares were two forty a mile. Uber was paying a driver a dollar ninety a mile, and I, mm-hmm. I said if I knew the insurance was right, which it never was and never will be, except here in right. New York City, uh, right. And of course, as we've seen, as we all predicted, you know, they just basically, uh, what is it down to now, sixty cents a mile in some places, and le- <laughs> yeah, less than that. that less than that but i said well i don't move all my cars over over to do that but but the the regulations weren't there and and all that so so what's the feeling out on the street as far as uh prop 22 amongst other cab drivers are they just just out there doing their thing and just oblivious to it as well uh yeah most cabbies aren't keeping up and most of them who are keeping up you know they're online you you, you see the same guys that i do um the interesting thing with with Prop 22, and the only other person, cabbie or otherwise, in this entire state besides me 
who's bringing this up as an issue is is Dave Rivera uh, up in Sacramento, Taxi right. Dave, right? Who him and I are like kind of on the opposite ends of the political spectrum. So yeah, us too. Politics out of it. Yeah, we're the only two guys who are like. What everyone's missing about this is the safety aspect of Proposition 22, because once these drivers are employees and Uber and Lyft have to take legal responsibility mm-hmm. for their drivers and the crimes that their drivers commit, <laughs> you're going to see Uber and Lyft take a lot more you know, oh, steps and have a lot higher standards as far as their you know, sure. onboarding and their screening process goes. Sure. I, I, I mean, and, we, now, I don't know if you have. John and I have both uh, stepped foot onto the dark side. And I mean, it's a joke. the The last time I was I stepped foot into Uberland was when they had started this. You, uh, they randomly want to take your, you know, ha- have you uh, look into the camera and they take your picture to verify yeah. that it's you. Well, I was using yeah. a, a picture of a friend of mine on my phone, holding it up to my tablet. Yeah, no problem. And there, there's a there's a video out there. <laughs> We've seen it. Some guys did the same thing, but it's a picture of uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's the same basic thing. Oh, by the way, I love the new videos. Love the new videos. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you are really think, good at those. I, I think the safety aspect of, of Proposition 22 is being really overlooked, and I think it's a lot larger incentive than people realize for Uber and Lyft to be fighting this whole AB5 and employment issue because. If you look at how much they're willing to actually give up, you know, well, we'll pay 120% and we'll let people, you know, charge their own fares and blah, blah, blah. They're actually willing to give up a fair amount to avoid, you know, the, the whole the whole right. subject of, of their drivers being employees. And, oh, because and they, but they never mention it about the safety aspect. So no. any of those lawsuits that people have had against Uber and Lyft, once their drivers are considered employees, any crimes that were committed – um, right. The lawsuits are potentially retroactive. So mm-hmm. if there was a crime committed by an Uber driver four years ago. Oh, really? The law states, law states, you know what? Hey, he should have been considered an employee four years oh, ago or two years ago, whatever it might be. That person can now turn around and sue Uber and let them have a much stronger case to say, hey, wait, wait a minute. That guy was your employee. He wasn't an independent contractor. And you didn't do fingerprint background checks. You knew that, you know, you ignored the fact he had a criminal history, right. ignored the fact he was driving on a fake account or whatever it might be. And I'm suing you because I was a victim of that driver. <laughs> you know, I've, I've always held the money that Uber and, and to, uh, obviously to a small degree Lyft have spent on legal fees to fight the yeah. laws. Yeah. Boy, uh-huh. boy, if you would just put that involved that in your company, why oh my? Everybody be better now. We don't, right. you know, if you'd use your powers for good instead of evil. Uh, yeah. And, and just, just so I just want to get it out there, it has really nothing to do with what we're talking about, really. Uh, because I do see it pop up still every now and again about Uber leading the way on driverless cars. A ton. You're never going to see that. A, for the technology. <laughs> but, but more importantly, when you have an autonomous Uber show up, you know who owns that car? Uber, Uber's right. got to Uber's got to maintain it. Then, then now you're getting into something Uber doesn't want: the liability. Right now, mm-hmm. they're not liable for anything. You yeah. know, they're not liable. People don't realize that. I try to explain that to many, many people. That if you look in their terms of service, you'll see Uber basically says, "We got nothing to do. We don't care what happens. It you you yep. can sue us." I think the uh, 
the most you can get out of them is five hundred dollars. It's it's a whole thing, but yeah, uh, the forced arbitration, you know, the corporate right. arbitration, all that. So if drivers become employees, you know, a lot of that changes. It's a whole. So I think that's thing. a big um, big reason they're they're fighting uh, so hard as well. It's a whole different thing. And, well, uh, and they don't want to pay these drivers a living wage. Yes. Either. You know, if it's one yeah, thing want to, pay to to declare a uh, a driver as an employee, you know, well, once they're employees, these drivers are going to say, well, now wait a minute here, you know. Yes, we're employees. We want to be making a living wage. And by a living wage, right. I'm not just talking about more per mile. I'm talking about a base wage plus a mileage rate that would be equivalent to what your uh, deduction would be for uh, uh, having, putting a car on the road for business. Right. Yeah. Well, that, and what's funny with the, I'm, no one's really used the argument against them yet. They're always like, well, our drivers make more than minimum wage. Well, then shouldn't <laughs> you be happy about paying them minimum wage? Because then you end up paying them less under your claim of everyone's making good money. Well, well, something else people aren't realizing, I, I would imagine, especially the, the drivers, uh, is that let's say we become employees of Uber. Guess what Uber gets to do then? Oh, no, you are going to that part of town to pick up. Yeah. Yep. You are going to pick these people up. That's right. And, uh, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And boy, oh, boy, you think they're an entitled bunch of ninnies now? Holy smokes. <laughs> right. wait, yeah. wait wait, until they get yeah. wind that you have to pick them up. Well, all, all 18 of us are getting in this car with the babies and the and the non-service animals and uh, and all the food we've eaten for the past week. You right. Know? And <laughs> who's going to be able to say, you know what? Hey, and if you don't do this, we got plenty of people willing to take your job. So yeah, you're going to be fired. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. It's look, I I want to see London finally get it together. Uh, I'm t I'm tired of the way they're you know just be done with it, uh, or if not, start sending more pictures of Uber cars on their roofs and and on, yeah, and, stop and, sending and those. I, we were enjoying the hell out of those on. Yeah, Twitter. yeah, there were a bunch of there were there were a bunch of guys in the UK. It's every week there were pictures of, of Priuses on, <laughs> yeah. on, on building roofs and parks and on, on public staircases. I loved it. I don't see them anymore. But if you're not going to send me that, then let, but I think if, if out where you are, if the California thing goes, they're not going to do any fleet thing because, they, they, again, now, now you're, you're so much into the taxi business now. You have to admit it at this point. The, the, the days are over of Uber getting their own way, I believe. You know, that, no one's going to insure a fleet of Uber drivers. You know, no. I, I don't see that no. happening. Very getting, getting insurance for taxi drivers is hard enough, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I, know had, we're regulated. I had uh, commercial insurance when, uh, when I was just operating my own vehicle, my one vehicle. And I have my, my personal clients, and, and again, I, I, I dipped into the dark side to, uh, to A, I use it as a source for new customers. Uh, mm -hmm. As much as I didn't want to, it was, hey, it was there, it was available. But I was able to get commercial insurance. It cost me, what did it cost me? 300 bucks a month. And yeah. fully, fully covered, fully covered. I was covered head to toe, top to bottom. Uh, 
And I, you know, but then again, I'm full time and I wouldn't dare put a, put a car on the street or vehicle on the street without being properly insured. Mainly at yep. the time, at the time it was for my customers. And I told them all that when I made the switch from, from a marked taxi to my undercover, if you will, I mean, I was perfectly legal, perfectly legit. Uh, I said, look, uh, just so you know, there is going to be insurance. Nobody's, you know, because I'm the one that's got to live with that. But a lot, and again, a lot of these guys don't see that. They don't, they don't see the, that side of the business. It's not a business to them. It's, oh, I'll get in my car and I'll drive down the street and people will hail me down and blah, blah, blah. Let me, let me read this, uh, something we got here on Periscope from, Monk suck 03. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly here. Uh, two point two part message. Most Uber eats and Deliveroo customers don't uh, have um, don't have proper business insurance in the UK, and uh, they don't earn enough to get the proper insurance. And I can sh- I sure understand that. And that's Paul in London. Yeah, well, that's here too. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people don't they don't make enough. I understand that. It doesn't change it, but exactly. I, I would I would wager better than eighty percent of the of the the food delivery app people don't have the proper insurance. Oh, I don't yeah. think of them have any any sort of extra insurance on top of their personal insurance while they're delivering well, food. Well, if you're not transporting people, see that's something I've wondered about. What additional insurance would you need, if any? Do you have to have? I guess it depends on where you are. It depends on your state, but most states are going to require you. Like you know, when you're a pizza delivery guy, you you got to get a you got to get a little extra padded insurance, you know, on your personal insurance. Huh. Okay. I wasn't aware. If for of no that. other so reason, sure you're putting extra the... mileage on your car. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, okay. you know, you get an accident, you know, no one's going to be covered. So yeah, I, I don't think it's much. I don't think it's, it's actually a whole lot of money, but I think you got to get a little little kind of endorsement or something there okay. when you're you know when you're using your car for making money, regardless of what you're doing. It makes sense to me, but then again, uh, that doesn't mean a whole lot. That that yeah. that eighteen dollars will get you a cup of coffee in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sure well, enough. Alec, listen, I appreciate you joining us here. Um, if you can look in your crystal ball here, real quick, and what do you think uh, is going to happen? Assuming that. Uh, uh, that none none of these appeals are going to go through. Look at your crystal ball. What do you think happens in November? In November, I I think because, uh, you know, California, the Democrats have a super majority. The people who are supporting no against 22 include Kamala Harris, include Joe Biden, include Warren, include all pretty much all the major Democrat players here in California. Everyone's saying no on 22, and the only people who are publicly supporting, you know, as far as prominent people, are Republicans. And regardless of your political issues or opinions or anything else, when one side has a supermajority and the other side doesn't, and we're coming up to a really divisive election where there's going to be a strong turnout, seems to me that, that that's good news for the no side. Okay, and that means then basically they'd be they'd be operate they'd be have to be operating as gypsy cabs there uh, in in California if at all, 
and then just watch That's the correct. then watch the sting operations unfold. Uh, that'd be kind of fun correct. to watch, actually. I think I'd be happy to participate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Alec, hey, thanks for joining us here. Uh, uh, don't be a stranger. Feel free to give us a buzz and. You know, hey, listen, um, be uh, be careful out there, man. I've seen some of those, uh, some of the pictures of the fires out there. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's no, like I, where I live, um, we're we're far enough from them, but we're close enough that you you know you always have to you know, keep an eye out. So, but yeah, we'll we'll stay safe absolutely. and thank you and um, thanks for having me and uh, let's keep in touch more often. I'd like to come back. All right, I agree. Thanks, Alec. Thanks again, partner. Okay, take, guys, care. take care of yourself. Bye bye. Yep. Bye now. Bye. All right. Uh, well, again, you know him uh, best as the Soul Cab on the Twitter. It's uh, Alec, excuse me, Alex Stefan. I hope I'm not mispronouncing his last name, and if I am, you'll just have to get me the next time. Uh, but yeah, hey, thanks for joining us there. And uh, oh my goodness, my goodness, the time flew through that, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And uh, thank, thanks to Paul and London for sharing that that with us. And yes, we want, but we want to know what happened to our pictures of cars on their roofs. We don't. I, I honestly, I don't know who used to put. It used to seem like there was about a million black cab drivers in London putting these pictures on Twitter every day. Cars on. You roofs, can't tell me cars. suddenly they become good drivers. <laughs> I, I won't buy that for a minute. I'm sorry. I, I saw a little video about about a, a an Uber. Uh, Accident, two Ubers involved, but you know. Oh, that was you that sent them. Well, come on, get it, get off it, son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> we enjoyed those pictures. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Uber crash. Hashtag Uber crash. We will, we will, we will look into that again. Uh, yeah, that that was uh, those were good. That was some good stuff. So yeah, once again, thanks, Alec. Uh, that you provided a lot of good information there, stuff that I wasn't aware of. And again, John and I freely admit where. Well, I'm on the East Coast. John's somewhere in the godforsaken uh, hills of, well, I'm uh, of North God's Dakota. Country, You're yeah. in God's country. Yeah. I am in God's country. Yeah, yeah. God called. He wants his second son back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Gil, Gil, Gil's not. He has to make sure he has room for him up there. (laughs) Okay, now we can open it up here. Seven five four eight zero zero chat. Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. You can uh, you can always uh, send us a tweet at Taxi Stand Hour, or you can do here like uh, Patrick and like Rolando and. uh, Athen. It was Paul. Uh, did. Paul, not Patrick. Did I say Patrick? I'm sorry. Sorry, Paul. My bad. It's. It's. I'm 57 years old. The old memory just doesn't quite. Uh, you know, Ed doesn't admit it. I cover him more than he'd like to admit when it comes to the old. <laughs> Don't sit there with that look on your face, like I. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Luck. We've, we've just had a very, very good half hour. Let's not ruin it with intramural squabbling here, okay? We came this I'm not close. Squabbling. We were this close. Squabbling, I'm stating facts. We're, we're this close to actually sounding like a real radio show here for a full hour. Let's Ooh, not. Ooh, that's let's, it. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> let's not monkey so, it up here. Yeah, yeah. 
So, hey, I, I, I want to get serious for at least just a short period here. And like like we said here before Alec uh, called us, uh, this incident that happened over the weekend in uh, in Minneapolis where, and actually it was in a, a uh, suburb of uh, actually St. Paul where this happened, where a group of uh, people identified as Black Lives Matter protesters uh, they were holding a, having a protest in front of the house of uh, police union head or police federation head, uh, Bob Kroll. And things got a little out of hand out there. It started with uh, actually a candidate for uh, a house seat in uh, Minnesota, a uh, star Democrat of all, you know, uh, two and he started, you know, talking a bunch of crap using some foul language and in front of children there. I mean, uh, now uh, the reaction. Now, I, I have, first off, I don't agree with any of this. So when I when I say this next and says something was funny, it was kind of it was kind of humorous. The camera panned away during his protest to a family that was next door, or a couple doors down, or whatever. A uh, white woman with uh, three white kids, and they just looked like they they were scared to pieces. White bread America was scared to pieces by this, and it could have actually went well. It could, hey, you got their attention, fabulous. People need to pay attention to this. The problem is, is when you start doing something stupid. You had a couple of pinatas out there. One representing Kroll, the other one representing his wife, who has absolutely nothing to do with this, except for the fact that she's married to a racist. Now, I, you know, hey, I feel sorry for her that she's married to this dude, but unfortunately, to Trump, or excuse me, to uh, quote Michelle Obama, it is what it is. Ooh. I'm taking that one away from you Trump. You are, aren't you? You're right. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. By the way, she he wore it all. By the way, wore it a lot better. He didn't come up with that phrase. Just oh, of course not. I've been saying that for years for crying out loud. She's like, when, is, when it's beyond your control, that's what that's what you say. It, it is what it is, man. So, um, so, anyways, I just wanted to put it out there, and this is kind of a. Uh, this is kind of falls into what this show normally is, which is Tam- Temper Tantrum Tuesday, mm. which we totally forgot. Oh about. my God! See, I told you this would this would be a poor idea. I'll be a son of a you. Yes, you will. I you 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 I I I I yeah. <laughs> I also I also got rid of my Yosemite Sam sound drop. Oh, if we you missed. Can have Donnie. We can match you with Boris. Yes, we missed. Yes, I uh, temper tantrum I, uh, Tuesday. You. What's that? So we missed temper tantrum Tuesday. Yeah, well, we did. We did. <laughs> I don't want Boris either. You can have him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least Boris got through the COVID. I give him that much. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I give him which that much. makes me really. What the hell was it he did, or they announced today that he was uh, uh, abolishing a a uh, national health uh, 
uh, pro, our national health. Uh, I, I don't know what the word is for, uh, but it's, it was an organization. It was some form of government. National health that, service. That could be, but anyways, yeah, Boris is abandoning it. They don't, he doesn't want it anymore. And uh, <sighs> so I'm thinking, well, Jesus, this coming from the guy that damn near died because of COVID. Don't you think that that uh, service might be uh, kind of good? But then again, he's 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 uh, Trump's clone. So uh, yeah. can I tell you how I feel about that? Uh, no, you didn't. No, but I'm going to. Any one of oh, you lily-livered, bow-legged varmints care to slap leather with me? In case any of you get any ideas, you better know who you're dealing with. I'm the hootinest, tootinest, shootinest, bobtail wildcat in the West. I'm the fastest gun north, south, east, and west. There. At least I got something in for Temper Tantrum Tuesday. Gosh darn it! That, that my friend is our our latest resident uh, Trump supporter there, Yosemite <laughs> Sam. <laughs> you know, you, I always thought on just just under the big bushy eyebrows, you can see where it's on the hat. It says "Make America Great Again." You can you got to look hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to look. You got to look really into it. Thank God we're coming up to uh, <laughs> two minutes. Let's see if we can. <laughs> stretch this oh, out. Oh, well, I just I just wanted to put it out there about the situation over in St. Paul or a suburb of St. Paul again. Right. That, listen, Ed and I, I think that Ed is under the same mindset. We both very much support Black Lives Matter. We want to be a part of the solution. We want to try to help. We want to try to spread the message as much as we possibly can. But when you do stuff like this, it makes it hard to spread that message. Well, it makes it, it hard really to support. Is. If if you're if you're beating people in effigy, call it a pinata, call it what you want. You were just uh, one match short of burning them in effigy. Exactly. I mean that that's not okay. I I don't know the guy. I know nothing about. I think I've seen him on TV once during the during the riots and all that. Uh, obviously, John is much more familiar with the man. Uh, but look, if, if John, you say he's a racist. I take you at your word. And, uh, it, you know, um, that's the phrase I'm looking for. It is what it is right now. That may be a violent, disgusting thing, but you know what, kids and kittens, uh, show up at his house, stay in the street on the public, public property. Okay. But you don't hang, you don't hang people in effigy. You don't No, no. Now you're creating a disturbance in the neighborhood. Bothering him is one thing. Bothering his neighbors. That's a whole different thing. Okay, and his wife is a reporter or a, a news anchor. No, you know she uh, she all she does is read the news. Well, she's not gonna stand. She's not gonna stand up there and uh, read off of her news script, uh, and uh, for any reason, you know I, she has a job. I think the words we're looking for here are behave yourselves, kids. Exactly, and by the way. We didn't get to have a temper tantrum Tuesday, but as you can hear in the background, the chief CEO of Radio TFI, Baby Oliver, is having a tantrum for both of us right That's now. why he's the top man. Yes, he is. He picked up the ball. He picked up the slack. Yes, he did. Hey, I think it's time to say goodbye here, folks. 
I think I hear that sound. Or it just could be uh, earworm, too, for all I know. But anyways, uh, for my good friend, Mr. Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon from back in the studio here, thank God. And I still got the money. See ya! <laughs>